Hello, and welcome to the Equipping Godly Women podcast, where we help busy Christian moms find practical ways to grow in faith and family, no matter how busy they are. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Equipping Godly Women membership community, the place to get the mentorship, training, and encouragement you need to be the amazing Christian woman God is calling you to be. Learn more at equippinggodlywomen.com slash membership. Otherwise, let's go ahead and dive on into today's podcast. So recently, I had somebody ask me a very good question. We had just met. I had just introduced myself. I said, hi, I'm Brittany Ann. I run the website, Equipping Godly Women. And she asked me, so what does being a godly woman mean to you? And I thought that was just a really good question. So today, I want to share with you three qualities of a godly woman. All right, so let's go ahead and dive on in. We're going to get started today actually with a Bible verse. It is Matthew chapter 22, 34 and following. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. All right, let's pause there for just one second. And let me ask you, do you love God? And I don't just mean of all the religions that are out there. If you had to pick one, you would pick Christianity. But honestly, do you love God? God? Do you love him with this huge love that is so big that it just pours out of you? Or is he just another thing on an already full to-do list? How much do you actually love God? To better illustrate this from my own life, my own husband gave me such a beautiful picture of this. We were actually fighting pretty bad that day. We're human. It happens. We fight just like everybody else. But it's right during the middle of the day when we're both supposed to be working. And he says to me that, hey, I'm supposed to be working. I have all this stuff. I have got to get done. People are emailing me. They are mad at me because they need me to get this work done. And I have got to get to work. And so I said, well, that's fine. Like, stop fighting with me. Then I don't want to fight. Anyways, go to work, go get your work done. I have my own work. I have got to get my stuff done too. So we parted ways. We both worked from home. So he went to his area of the house and I stayed in my area of the house for about a minute. And then he comes right back to me and he said, you know what? I don't even care. My relationship with you is more important than anything else. If those people want to be mad at me, they can be mad at me. If there's work that needs to be done, it can stay undone for now because my relationship with you is more important than anything else right now. You are the reason why I work in the first place. You're the reason I do all of these things. So if I'm not right with you, that's what matters. And he blew off work for, until we could be pleasant with each other again, blew off work for a while because I was the most important thing in his life at that moment. Nothing else mattered. There was stuff to do. There were distractions. There were all kinds of other things that we could have been doing important things, but it didn't matter because our relationship with each other was more important than all those other things. And 
if you are a godly woman, if that's what you aspire to be, that you want to be such a strong, amazing, wonderful, godly woman, that is the very first quality that we need to cultivate. Not that we're going to start there. None of us are. But that's what we're going for, that we would love God so much that nothing else matters. If there's other things that are getting in the way of your relationship with God, they don't matter. That you could just get rid of them, and it wouldn't even be a thing, because God is what you are seeking after wholeheartedly, so in love with Him, that you are just running towards Him with everything that you have. I know it's not easy. None of us start out this way. But if that's what you want out of your life, you can pray to God and you can ask him, God, help me to love you more. God, help me to know you more. Help me to grow in faith. Give me the resources. Surround me with the people, whatever it takes. Give me the braveness and the courage to get rid of anything that would stand in my way, but that I would just focus on you all day, every day, and you would be my number one, the love of my life that nothing else would even compare. And you can pray these prayers to God and he will answer them. All right, quality number two, we're going to pick back up in the Bible verse where we left off. We just read that we should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now verse 39. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So my second question for you, are you loving your neighbor as yourself? So in 1 Corinthians 13, picking up with verse 4, it says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. As I hear just this first verse, that's already convicting to me. Am I kind? Am I patient? Are these words that would characterize my life? And what about you? Are these words that would characterize your life as well? Are you patient? Are you kind? What about with your children? When they are getting on your last nerve, are you patient with them? Are you kind to them? What about the people at your work who get on your nerves? What about your in-laws? Are you patient with them? Are you kind? Are you loving towards them? But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting anything back. So let me ask you, who are your enemies? You might not have real enemies who are actively trying to kill you as Christians in the past and even still in other parts of the world do today. But who are your enemies? What about politicians? How are you treating them? Are you praying that God would raise them up as godly leaders? Are you praying for their wisdom, that God would give them the wisdom and the courage to make good choices? Or are you just getting on social media and slamming them and talking about what terrible, horrible people they are and talking trash about them? What about people who have different beliefs than you do? What about people who believe in abortion? Do you get on Facebook and just argue with them about how you're right and they're wrong and how could they possibly believe? Or do you pray for them? Do you pray for the moms who feel like they don't have any other choice? Do you pray for the lawmakers that they would make better laws? How do you treat people who disagree with you? Do you pray for them? Do you go to them in love and say, hey, I love you. I care for you. I want to help you. And let me share with you a little bit about what I believe. I have another story for you. A few 
weeks, months ago during the summer, I was taking my children to a kind of fun festival downtown and I never carry cash with me, but I did this day because we're going to go on some rides and we're going to eat some elephant ears and we're going to do all these, you know, fun things for our family. And there's nothing wrong with that. We were going to have a fun day. But as we were walking on the streets of downtown, we passed by a homeless person and it immediately reminded me of the Good Samaritan. And I had a choice to make. Would I keep walking knowing that I had this money in my pocket that I was going to go spend on fun for my family? Or was I going to do something to help this person? And honestly, it does not matter why this person is down on their luck. It does not matter what life situations or what life choices that he made because what I choose to do isn't really between me and him and it's not really about him. It's between me and God. What choice am I going to make when I am put in this situation? When my Bible tells me that I am to love others as myself, do I take everything I have and go spend it on myself and on fun? Or do I say, I love my neighbors, all of my neighbors, my drug dealing neighbors, my angry neighbors, my gay neighbors, my whoever neighbors, my neighbors who have done whatever, do I love them as much as I love myself? And if that were me on the corner, how would I want someone to respond to me? If that were my husband sitting there, do you think I would just walk by? No, because he's my husband and I love him. If it was my kids sitting there who had nothing, wouldn't I do everything I could to help them? Absolutely. They're my children. I love them. So this stranger, this being I've never met, I know nothing about, do I love him the way I love myself? And it's great to be able to give a couple bucks here and there, but honestly, that is just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more to Christianity. God does not call us to just give a little bit out of our excess. He calls us to be all in. So let me challenge you with this. Do you have organizations that you regularly support, either with time, with money, however you can? That could be sending money to overseas organizations that feed children and clothe them and give them education. That could be volunteering in your own neighborhood through something like Big Brothers, Big Sisters. That could even be in your own church, noticing and keeping your eyes open towards people who need your help. It's one thing to say, oh, well, we shouldn't have abortion. And I do believe that. But what are you doing before that to prevent that? Are you reaching out to the teens in your church and mentoring them so that they have that good godly influence that they need to make good choices? Or are you waiting until they get in the predicament and then shaming them later? Are you reaching out to the single moms? Are you reaching out to the children who don't have parents who can support them spiritually the way that they need? Are you stepping in where others have left a gap? What needs are in your area? If you are not opening your eyes to the needs, and these needs are all around us, and if you are so busy in your own little bubble that you don't even notice and you don't even know what's going on, how can you be mad about it later? Your job as a Christian is to love others, and that means paying attention, that means stepping in, and that means stepping up in whatever way God has called you to do. And he's gonna call all of us differently. None of us is called to do everything that would be impossible. If you don't do some of these things, awesome. I don't do all of those things either. But there is something that God is calling you to. There is something where God has placed you in this exact situation with these exact people, with these exact resources, because he has a mission and he has something for you to do, for you to help. So what is it for you? How can you better love other people today? So, so far we've talked about number one, love the Lord. 
Do you love the Lord with everything you have, or is something standing in the way? Two, do you love people, all people? Not just people who are like you, not just people who go to your same church, not just people who believe the same thing you do. All right, so that leads us to quality number three. And for this one, we're going to go to a different Bible verse. In Luke 14, starting with verse 25, it says, Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. The truth is, God is not calling us to a life where we are half-hearted. He is not calling us to a life where we say, hey, I will follow you when it's easy, when it's convenient, when it doesn't get in the way of these other things. God does not want to be one box on our to-do list or one line in our planner. He wants all of it. So the third quality of a godly woman is someone who is committed to be all in no matter what. And I spoke about this a little bit more in my last video, so I won't get into it too in-depth here. But let me ask you, are you somebody who is committed to be all in? Are you someone who says, it does not matter what else the world has to offer me. None of it matters. I don't want any of it. If I have things, that's fine. If I don't, I don't care. Because I am following after God hardcore, no matter what, no matter what it costs me. He is where I am headed. Because that's the life that God is calling us to. All right, so where do we go from here? I've just shared with you three qualities of a godly woman. Somebody that loves God, somebody that loves others, and someone who is committed to be all in, no matter the cost. Well, the good news is here at Equipping Godly Women, that is exactly what we help you do. So if you have not subscribed yet on our website, Make sure that you go over and do that. It's really easy to do. Just go to equippinggodlywomen.com and right at the top, there is a box where you can enter your name and email. When you do, I'm going to be like your big sister in the faith, somebody who will encourage you, be your biggest cheerleader and inspire you and bring you all the resources and knowledge that you need to know to walk out this life. But I'm also going to challenge you. I'm going to bring hard hitting truth to you when the Bible says this is what I expect that I will bring it to you and say, hey, is this you? Do you need this? Let's walk this together because I do not have it all together. I can promise you that. And I know you don't either. And that's okay. But what matters is that we are in, that we are taking steps every day to love God more, to love others more, and to just be all in no matter the cost. So if that is you, I would love for you to join us as we walk this journey together. So on that note, hop on over there and subscribe, and I will talk to you again real soon.